Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Good morning. And welcome to A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart on News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM WDWS. For nearly seven decades, Champaign-Urbana's daily gathering spot for conversation, dialogue, and ideas. You can join it on the phone, via text, or online. Our phone number is 217-356-9397. Or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Or email us at talk at wdws.com. Now, here's your host, Brian Barnhart. Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to A Penny for Your Thoughts here as we come your way on this Wednesday, last week of the month of April. Headed for a high of 64 today, and it's good to be back. Uh, First, I want to thank Scott Beatty for filling in the last few days, Friday of last week, uh, Monday and Tuesday. He has a lot going on, as you know. He's got Illinois baseball and softball, and he's got his own family, and uh, he's traveling quite a bit, and it's just great to be able to have someone to be able to step in and pinch hit, and I'm thankful for uh, him being able to do that. The last few days, in addition to all of his other duties here at the uh, radio station. So, appreciate him doing that. I just got back from Orlando, Florida. Went down, took my adult daughters. Uh, I had not taken them together to a Disney park since one was in a stroller and one was a toddler. And to take them back when they're 24 and 21 is a wholly different uh, vibe (laughs) going on a trip like that. And we hadn't been able to see each other much here, of course, with the pandemic over the last couple of years. And uh, one daughter in Chicago, and one's busy over at the University of Illinois. And so it was just kind of hectic. And so we got the weekend uh, fell together, and uh, we had a great time uh, down at Disney in Orlando. Did Animal Kingdom. We did Epcot. Uh, Disney Springs was not far from our hotel, which is a whole other uh, place I'd never heard of. And that was unbelievable. And uh, so we had a great time. Almost missed our flight coming back. The um, security line at the Orlando airport on a Monday morning at 4.30 in the morning was unbelievable how many people were in that building. I mean, I've never seen anything like it. I think we spent an hour and a half in the um, security line, and we barely made the flight. We got back, and so it was uh, good to have some time off yesterday and back at it here today. We've got a busy show for you, 217-356-9397 is our phone number. Text line is 217 217- Three five one five three five seven, and you can email us talk at wdws.com. Open line for most of this first hour, and uh, right near the end of the hour, Kay Green with the CU Ballet will join us. They have the Little Mermaid presentation coming up by the folks with the CU Ballet. They've been getting ready for that, so we'll talk to her about that for a few minutes. Where you can get tickets? I think it's coming up Mother's Day weekend, and then the second hour, uh, Champaign County Corner, Dwayne Northrup. And he was very early on one of the early voices in Jeff D'Alessio's uh, series on community violence. And, you know, we hear somebody getting killed uh, in a shooting incident and 
you know, we don't know who they are very much. Uh, we don't know a whole lot about them, but we learn about them, sadly, once they're gone. But the uh, person who has to notify the family has to be involved in all of that. what happened at that scene is the coroner. And uh, Dwayne Northrup will be with us, uh, visiting with us in the second hour, talk about how it's impacted his office, how it impacts officers, how it impacts the families, stories of what he's had to do and say to family members who have lost loved ones in this uh, violence in our community. It's been unlike anything else the last uh, couple of years. So we'll talk to uh, Dwayne Northrup in the second hour. Uh, tomorrow we'll have an open line the first hour. The School of Music at the University of Illinois is celebrating birthday number 125 at the School of Music, and we'll be joined by uh, Dr. Barrington Coleman and Dr. Ollie Watts-Davis helping us out with that tomorrow. And then we'll do a flashback Friday in the 10 a.m. hour on Friday, the last Friday of the month of April. 9.10 at News Talk 1400 DWS uh, here on a, a penny for your thoughts. I want to mention the folks at MX Electric. If you need some electrical outdoor work done, indoor work, indoor repairs, whatever it might be, Feel free to call Max. He's a good man, 217-359-7293 for all your electrical needs. And he's been doing this for nearly a couple of decades now. Uh, remodels, inspection correction, panel upgrades, ceiling fans, TV installations, you name it. Anything that has to do where you plug something in or involved with electricity, maybe you need a generator. Maybe uh, you've got some storm uh, damage that uh, last time during the winter, you had a winter storm or maybe a thunderstorm or something happened you lost your power you think man i need a generator uh, max can help with that too big jobs little jobs everything in between mx electric 217-359-7293 open line here this first hour for a big chunk of it 217-356-9397 text line is 217-351-5357 and you can email us talk at wdws.com Back to get it started on a penny for your thoughts, 9-11 on a DWS morning here in Champaign-Urbana. Back on a penny for your thoughts. Good to be back with you with you here the rest of this week. I'll have some more time off in the middle of May. 217-356-9397 is our uh, number. Max Armstrong, by the way, will join us on Monday in the uh, 10 o'clock hour. Great farm broadcaster will uh, join Max uh, in the second hour Monday and talk about a lot of stuff. We're trying to get the uh, crops in here at some point. If we ever get warm temperatures and dry weather at the same time, that would be nice. But uh, Max will be joining us on Monday morning. As we get into May, the Illini Union Bookstore, the official bookstore of the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign, supplies you with all the officially licensed Illinois souvenirs, gifts, and apparel, such things as hoodies, sweatshirts, athletic tees, polo shirts, jackets, hats, pants, and more, tailgating items, golf items, automobile accessories, etc., etc., etc. Great apparel brand names, Nike, Champion, League, Legacy, College-specific apparel, like the Geese College of Business, for instance, or the Granger College of Engineering apparel, you graduated from there. Alumni gifts and apparel, a, a general bookstore offering fiction, nonfiction, New York Times bestsellers. As an independent, nonprofit auxiliary university, auxiliary a university operation, 100% of the revenues are reinvested into the campus community, funding student programs and activities. You can find them on Facebook, facebook.com, Illini Union Bookstore or Instagram at Illini Union Bookstore. 
The website is bookstore.illinois.edu. 915 here at DWS. Tell you what, uh, Disney is a money-making machine, let me tell you down there. <laughs> to believe it, believe it or not, uh, we went to, what was they say, Animal Kingdom and Epcot. It was uh, it was crowded. It wasn't overly crowded. But it was it was busy place, there's no doubt. But, uh, boy, it, it helps to my uh, 24-year-old daughter now. She was on the uh, app, the Disney app. She was able to pull up stuff, you know, and get you into the faster, what do they call it, lightning line, and she can figure out. She was like our cruise director. And it's a whole different vibe when they're little kids. I, uh, you know, families I know go, and they bring their little kids with them. And, wow, that's a lot of work. Make sure you don't lose them to get them fed, uh, et cetera, which is not cheap in itself when you do that. Sit-down meals especially. We didn't do a lot of sit-down meals. We kind of ate, you know, a slice of pizza here and a burger there and and so forth and so on. But, uh, boy, we did have a sit-down meal the night before we left to come back. And uh, that was fun, and that was pretty expensive. But um, I can see why people have to save up their money to go because it does get expensive. But it is a lot of fun. Very, uh, very cool place. Uh, saw a presentation of the uh, Lion King. They do, which is a very, very high level production. Uh, they're in the pavilion area at um, Animal Kingdom. So if you've been down there, anything you want to add on to what I experienced, uh, or maybe I should have experienced, you can certainly. Do that at 217-356-9397. Interesting uh, time down there. It was also, uh, I did not realize this, that on a Monday morning after a weekend that everybody and their brother is at the airport to leave at the same time. We had a 610 flight, and I thought our, our bus service picked us up at 320 in the morning. I thought, well, this would be plenty of time. We'll be able to get there and go through security and have a nice, restful uh, morning before we board the flight, get something to eat. <laughs> Didn't turn out that way at all. Got there, the security line was the longest line I've ever seen in my life. Wound through the entire airport just to get to the area where they were doing security. Spent an hour and a half in the security line and barely made it to the flight. And I am sure that there were several folks. I know our plane at the back third was pretty empty. I'm sure some of those folks were supposed to be on that flight didn't make it. So that's um, that's the way it went. But we made it. Got it uh, in the during the last call. Made it back home. Thanks again to Scott for uh, sitting in here the last few days. Two one seven three five six nine three nine seven is our number. Nine eighteen. Russia expected to cut off. Oil and gas supplies to two NATO countries, that word uh, coming in uh, last night, Poland and Romania. And Moscow also warning the flow of weapons into Ukraine could trigger a wider war. Comes as talks between the Russian president and the U.N. secretary in Moscow appear to have yielded little progress. So we're keeping an eye on that. The uh, funeral for former Secretary of State Madeleine Albright to be held today. Madeleine Albright, former Secretary of State under Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton expected to speak there. Vice President Kamala Harris testing positive for COVID on Tuesday. The White House saying Harris tested positive on both rapid and a PCR test as he's exhibited no symptoms. She will isolate at her residence but continue to work remotely. 
Meanwhile, the uh, White House taking steps to expand availability of the life-saving COVID-19 antiviral treatment. Paxlovid, supply of the regimen was initially very limited. Uh, but as COVID-19 cases across the country have fallen, manufacturers increased. It is now more abundant. And a big sell-off on Wall Street yesterday. I don't know if you saw that, if you uh, noticed it. Try not to look when it happens, right, when it goes down that much. 800 points down. Tech stocks led the decline. The NASDAQ, its biggest one-day drop since September of 2020. Concerns about a recession. I think it's back up a little bit today is what I saw. Back up a couple hundred. Uh, Paul Rudy and his crew talked about that quite a bit yesterday. So those are some of the things that are on the uh, table at the uh, national level. Of course, locally, the uh, president of the University of Illinois also isolating these days. Tim Colleen uh, comes down with uh, COVID. Newly approved 5% raise for the administrative staff of the Champaign School District. Uh, stings a little bit. A teachers' union official said Tuesday the raise for the 2021-22 school year recommended by the superintendent Sheila Boozer, retroactive to July 1, 2021, approved by the school board this week. That was for administrative staff for Unit 4 schools. So that was uh, happening there. Uh, also, some other uh, stories in the uh, News Gazette locally that... Uh, our reporters are covering in the county. Got the Farm Family of the Week is in there. Uh, that's a good story. And, of course, a lot of uh, news from our um, schools. Kids doing great things. I know that's a great feature in the News Gazette. Uh, that is in there again today. I had some uh, soccer game between Champaign Central and Centennial. Wearing jerseys with Be Kind and Live Like Luke on the front. Gathered on the pitch before Tuesday's match in a show of support for sportsmanship and the family of Luke Miller, a centennial student who died in 2017. All right. I uh, spent our honeymoon, a listener says, at Disney World. Took the kids there when they were in the 7th and ninth grade and joined it. Uh, don't want to go back there now after finding out what Disney is really all about. Disney has been in the news uh, quite a bit here lately, of course. And, uh, you know, from all the corporate uh, Disney folks and the back and forth there, certainly understand that. But uh, our experience down there was a good one. And I can tell you we had a lot of fun. So, um, And I can tell you that uh, they make a lot of money. <laughs> they generate a lot of income. And I know there was some back and forth down while we were in Florida. The governor, uh, DeSantis, and Disney going back and forth on a few things uh, along the way, too. 217-356-9397 is our phone number. Good to be back. Open line here up until about 945. So if you want to get in before then, you certainly can. Kay Green from the CU Ballet will join us, and we'll have Dwayne Northrup join us in our number two. 922 at DWS. Back with more. Penny for your thoughts here in a moment. All right, back on a penny for your thoughts, 217-356-9397-926. A lot of sunshine today, headed for a high of 64. We seem to be able to get the um, warmer temperatures at times, but every time it gets warm, it it rains. So I know a lot of farmers are trying to get out. Has anybody gotten been able to get out at all? I, if you have, let us know for sure on that. 
217-351-5357 is the uh, text line. You can join us that way. AK Green coming up here in a little bit. We've got some news headlines at the uh, bottom of the hour. I was trying to think of uh, some other things we um, we saw down there. There's a um, little ride that is called Soarin', Soaring. It takes you um, in a IMAX-type theater thing where it lifts you off the ground a little bit and you kind of soar over some of the landmarks of the world. And it's interesting that... When you do that, and I'm not a big ride guy. I don't ride a lot of rides. My daughters went on roller coaster and, you know, a couple of times and rapids and all that sort of thing. And that's not me, but uh, this one I did do because they assured me it would be fine. And it was, but it was. Uh, it's funny how when you're doing that ride, you're soaring over the top of this image of a mountain or, you know, the top of the Eiffel Tower or whatever. And so you're like you're sitting on a drone and you're going over the top of the Eiffel Tower, and in your mind you know you're really not doing that, but your body's telling you otherwise that I don't want to fall out. <laughs> so I found that interesting. That was an interesting uh, dynamic. And then you'd go to the top of this thing and then poof, the screen would change, and then the next thing you know you were over the Great Wall of China or whatever the case may be. So uh, that was at Epcot. But that was uh, that was an interesting ride. But it's it's funny what your brain what you know to be true, and then what your brain is telling you what's happening. And there's a conflict going on in your head. It's like stepping out at the, um, well, the Sears, whatever it is now, the Willis Tower, I guess. Is it up there where you step out on that glass that's over the um, the city? You step out on the ledge, and there, you know the glass will hold you, but your brain keeps telling you, I shouldn't step out here. It has that same kind of uh, dynamic. All right, uh, your thoughts, comments here along the way as we uh, move along this morning. We'll have uh, Dwayne Northrup with us in the uh, second hour. We'll do our Flashback Friday, by the way, our last hour of the last Friday of the month, coming up in the uh, 10 o'clock hour on Friday. So it's been a while since we've been able to do that. We had uh, one right after the uh, basketball tournament because it came early in March, but late here in April, and then we'll be into the month of May. Of course, you got the uh, what the Christie Clinic uh, race weekend coming up. I went back and uh, heard uh, Scott's visit with uh, Jan Seeley on that, and of course the uh, Busey Youth Run is uh, happening as part of that. Mark your calendar: Saturday, April thirtieth at noon. Children ten and under encouraged to participate. Separate races. You can even have a heat for siblings of all ages. Kids get goodies: Youth Run T-shirt and drawstring uh, backpack. All part of uh, that. The uh, Youth Run Fun Zone as well. Register. Christie Clinic Illinois uh, Marathon. Uh, visit IllinoisMarathon.com. It's the Christie Clinic Race Weekend. Uh, another text about Disney. And if you have some experiences you shared down there, you can certainly do that. Or things maybe I should have seen. We only had a couple of days. But uh, Disney employed a lot of people building it who paid a lot of taxes. Disney employees are a lot of people now who pay a lot of taxes in any other state would be happy to have them. It is a huge, huge place, let me tell you. And I, I remember it was. I'd forgotten my uh, my oldest daughter had gone down there with the uh, Centennial Marching Band. She was a member of the Flag Corps, went down there a few years ago. I'd forgotten about that. But uh, it's amazing how it changes over time. But it is a big place, and it is a money-making machine. There is uh, no doubt about that. 217-356-9397 is our number. Text line is 217-351-5357.
And you can email us, talk at WDWS.com. Speaking of Florida, some editorials today and a lot of back and forth, of course, over the last few days about Elon Musk. Now, that happened while I was gone, the Elon Musk purchase, it appears, when it's approved, of uh, Twitter and what that means for social media and what that means for uh, moderating um, speech. You know, and uh, people have argued and said, hey, you know, it, it's the, what did he call it, the town square for people to gather and exchange ideas, and there shouldn't be limits on what people can say on there. But a lot of reaction to that. Uh, Musk calls Twitter's Biden laptop censorship incredibly inappropriate. Some other uh, headlines today, how Elon Musk can liberate Twitter. Another one says, Elon, you have no idea what you're talking about. (laughs) How the elites lost the Twitter war. So there's a lot about that uh, editorial-wise today. Uh, Somebody says, why a Biden comeback may be coming. That's interesting. Joe Biden has a young person problem. And the growing threat of global recession. That was the reason why... Uh, so many, uh, so many folks on Wall Street were having trouble yesterday, as it was down uh, 800 yesterday. Another text asked me about the soaring ride. Did you notice the smells while doing soaring? Yes, we did. Uh, you were over a uh, safari, and uh, had the elephants there running through the uh, the savanna, and um, yeah, you could smell it. Yeah, the smells were really powerful during that ride. Uh, hi, Brian. Glad you're back. Sounds like you had a great short time. We went to Disney shortly after it was open. Been a while ago. Yeah, they were celebrating their 50th year down there. Of course, Disneyland in California has been around a lot longer. 9.32 at DWS. The news headlines this hour brought to you by First Mid Bank and Trust, providing financial solutions since 1865. Visit firstmid.com to find out more. Here's CBS News with the latest. Happy birthday to Sheena Easton. How old is Sheena Easton? 63 today. That was a big hit. So a happy birthday to her. Of course, uh, what she was one of the um, uh, intro to one of the James Bond movies, right? For Your Eyes Only was on that one, among other uh, artists she uh, performed with. Uh, A couple of other notes on this date, and Dave and uh, CW mentioned this. 85 years ago today, the first Social Security checks were distributed. I remember my grandmother on my dad's side getting um, those every, whatever it was, every month, right? Is that when they came? And uh, she depended on that quite a bit. (laughs) Grew up, you know, came of age in the Depression. It was just interesting, um, her view of those. And, of course, now there's so many other ways uh, in doesn't provide a lot, but it gives you something. Other ways to uh, finance your retirement going forward, 401Ks and et cetera, but uh, Social Security checks. And originally, I guess, what, it was it a death benefit, right, to help uh, with costs, of, among other things, and give a 
at least a basic income to uh, folks that were really struggling back in the Depression. But 85 years ago, 1937, uh, this day, 1965, this is a big one, R.C. Duncan patented Pampers disposable diapers. Man, was that important. All right? 937, I guess we did all the cloth diapers before, right? And uh, Simon and Garfunkel released their hit song, Mrs. Robinson, from the film The Graduate on this day, 1968. Those are some of the things that have happened on this particular day. Uh, another text on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line says, All praise Elon Musk for buying Twitter to save democracy. So Elon Musk makes the purchase of Twitter. Got to finalize everything, but it's uh, interesting, uh, interesting move on his part. We'll see how that plays out. I asked about uh, farming. Anybody out there farming and uh, getting in the fields? A texter says, we were able to run, uh, run anhydrous, knock down a few chiseled ridges on Saturday. Some neighbors also got some ridges knocked down and groundwork for planting corn on Saturday. One neighbor is already out planting corn this morning. Must have some high ground there, huh? We're going to hopefully get planting beans this morning ourselves, as well as keeping putting on anhydrous. All of this between uh, St. Joe and Urbana. That's from Aaron. All right, thanks, Aaron. Appreciate that update. If you've got one for us as uh, well, let us know uh, how you're doing, if you're able to get started in the fields here in the latter stages of April. Now, my dad tells me in the old days back, I mean, they used to not start planting till you know, May, this April uh, getting in earlier and earlier. So, I mean, it's nothing, I guess, is what I'm told to be alarmed about, not being able to get a lot done. But, you know, about this time of the year is you like to have something in the ground, at least get it get it underway. And uh, sounds like some people at least are trying to, but it's been so cold and wet. Speaking of wet and roofs, the Roofs by Roger have been in business since 1985, 35-plus years, 46 years of experience for Roger Ochiltree as well. And uh, one thing he wanted to point out is they are not a storm chaser roofing company. We could have some severe weather at some point here in the next uh, weeks, you would think, as we get deeper into spring. In fact, they get calls from clients who need them to repair the work done by a roofing company that came through after a storm. Local and longtime pillar in the community. Uh, when you do sign up with them, no down payment. You pay only when the work is completed to satisfaction. Financing available as well. And depending on the overall cost of the roof, most clients, uh, they tell us, pay between 100 and 200 a month for their roof with financing. So if you're worried about, man, that's an expensive thing I need to do. I don't know how I'm going to swallow that kind of money. Well, they've got financing available, uh, Roofs by Rogers, so they can help out there. They never leave a job partially completed to work on another job. They're master elite installers, 50-year system warranty as a GAF certified master elite installer. And their services, of course, include roofing, gutters, gutter guards, windows, and siding. Free estimates, residential and commercial. Work with the insurance companies on handling claims so you don't have to. Roofs by Roger. Give uh, his company a call, 217-834-3800. 217-834-3800, the uh, number to call there. Again, if you have some thoughts on Disney, just got back from there. Rode on uh, some rides along the way. Not not a lot. My daughters did more than I did, and they're in their early twenties now. So, and the and the cool thing is when the when your daughters are that age, as opposed to being in a stroller or as a toddler, the first time I took them to a uh, Disney park, uh, they can you know I I paid for a lot, but uh, they can buy their own food, or if they got a souvenir they want, they can buy it. <laughs> I'll go get it. 
or you know, hey, we'll meet up here in about twenty minutes. So you know, you don't have to worry about losing them in the park. And uh, one daughter wanted to stay with a friend for a little extra after my other daughter was tired and ready to go. And I was like, okay, find your way back to the hotel. Go for it. So it's a different vibe that way. So we had a good time. But uh, just got back from that. Appreciate, again, uh, being able to be back here today. Dwayne uh, Northrup will join us in the second hour here today. Uh, another uh, text says several fields have been planted near Fairmount and Jamaica. Started a couple of weeks ago. All right, so that's good. We got some in the ground. 942. And uh how do you pronounce the first name of the AccuWeather gal? We can't quite make it out. <laughs> I don't know. I'll ask Blake see if he knows. I don't know which one you're talking about. I think I do, but I'm not sure. All right, 942. K Green's going to join us here in a few minutes. Steve is with us. How you doing, Steve? Hey, good morning, Brian. Good to have you back and everything, and, and fields getting planted. But the theory behind early planting is the earlier you plant it, the earlier it comes out in September and October. And it cuts down on electricity, natural gas costs, LP costs, the earlier you get planted in the spring. So it dries down quicker in the fall. Yeah, yeah, I knew the, uh, there was a good reason. I My dad always told me, though, it used to not, you know, used to not even start till after May 1st, so... Right, because they were concerned about frost and genetics have improved a lot. And then there were some kind of insects. My dad always planted late in May or middle of May because you wanted to miss some kind of an insect that could uh, mm-hmm. get you. And so, um, and then the other thing, have you firmed up your uh, date with uh, Max Armstrong? Yes, next Monday. Will he be live in your studio or is it going to be over the phone? Probably on the phone. Okay, so I didn't know if he'd be in the area or not, but uh, so anyway, I look forward to that on Monday. All right, sounds good. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, Brian. Yep, good to hear from you. Nine forty-three at DWS. K Green, CU Ballet, and the Little Mermaid. Talk about that here in a moment. Back after this. They understand that they don't reprimand their daughters. Bright young women, sick of swimming. Ready to stand Ready to know what the people know Ask them my questions and get some answers What's a fire and why does it, what's the word, word The uh, Little Mermaid Very big finish here Part of that world. Part of that world. My uh, daughters watch that over and over and over again. <laughs> Kay Green, you know why. It's I mean, a favorite. It is a favorite, it's isn't it? It's a favorite, yeah, yes. It is. Uh, good to have you here, Kay Green. See you, ballet. Thank you. I'm excited. Yeah. Yes. Little Mermaid is coming. Yes. So, you know, the interesting thing about our Little Mermaid and something that people might not know is the Little Mermaid was um, originally a story by Hans Christian Andersen. Hmm. So the ballet is based off of his story Okay. with a big twist. Ooh. I call okay. it um, a Deanna-ism. So Deanna Doty is our artistic director, right? Mm-hmm. And so she has um, created this whole new twist in Little Mermaid, and it's just... It, it'll, it's 
it's just mind blowing. It's so funny. Like you're going to laugh out loud. And that's not what you typically do with a ballet mm-hmm. is laugh out loud. But <laughs> you will laugh out loud. Yeah. It's amazing. So it's coming up Mother's Day weekend. Mother's Day weekend, May mm-hmm. 6th and 7th, yes, um, at the Virginia Theater. Mm-hmm. And um, Andy Warfel is back in town. He uh, designed the sets for our show. So he's been with us this week, putzing around and building and cleaning up and sawing mm-hmm. and doing all doing what he mm-hmm. loves to do. So that's kind of fun to have him mm-hmm. back. He's such an amazing talent. So Friday, May 6th at 7 p.m., Saturday, May 7th at 2 p.m. and 7 p.m. And this would be a great way to introduce young people to ballet. Absolutely. And it's I mean, a great thing for moms. You know, mm-hmm. like we moms don't need anything new. We just want to mm-hmm. be with our kids. So what a great experience. Bring mom to the ballet. <laughs> so much fun. And for people that don't know the overall story. Yes. Um, you know, well, it's about a mermaid. It's about a mermaid. Who wants to. She wants to have legs. Yeah. And a heart. And mm-hmm. she, yeah. So Meets she gets prince. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you got to make a deal for that, right? That's right. That's <laughs> Unfortunately. Right. Yeah. So, but in the end, it all ends well, right? That's right. It all ends well. It's a beautiful story. And, um, and this funny dinner party that goes really bad is just hilarious. And there's actually a noise made on stage, which also you don't see in a ballet. In a ballet. But this one you will, and I won't tell you what it is. You've got to come <laughs> see it yourself. Yeah. So, yeah. So go to the Virginia Theater. Yep. VirginiaTheater.org to get your tickets. There are wonderful people there would love to help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's two acts. I found that interesting. Two, yeah. Number of acts. There's two acts. Yeah. Uh-huh. Act one, act two. 20-minute mm-hmm. intermission. Yeah. So you can get the Virginia popcorn and mm-hmm. you know, all that kind of fun so stuff. So just under two hours, I think, is, yes, what, it is. is what I saw. Uh-huh. Yep. So that's, a, that's an easy... Well, look uh, at you doing your homework. That's an easy slice of time there. <laughs> it's an easy slice of time. Yeah. It's going to be a beautiful weekend. Yeah. yeah. And boy, I tell you what, these fellas can jump so high. I mean, if you could see the athleticism in these guys... Oh my mm. gosh, they they jump so high. It's mm-hmm. amazing. Yep. Yeah. And who is uh who's the little mermaid? Um mm. our little mermaid is Grace Williams Kim. Okay. Yep. She's very sweet and beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. And our prince, yeah, James Griffiths. Mhm. Very young. Yep. Both of them very young but very talented. Mm. So. Yeah, yep. but the set design has got to be pretty cool cuz you're very cool. You're dealing with water. Dealing with water, you know, but right. also, how do you go under the sea and then come out of, up out of the sea, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So, yeah, that's what artists are for. People like Andy Warfel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank goodness for him. Yeah. It's interesting you mentioned it's based on the book. Yes, I don't know if I've read the book. Yes, a lot of people yeah. haven't. Yeah. A lot of people haven't. So, yeah, so uh, Deanna's creativity is, you know, what makes CU Ballet so great because mm-hmm. it's just I couldn't believe it. I couldn't mm-hmm. believe it when I saw the rehearsal. So. It yeah. was fun for me. Too. I think the last time we had you on, you had just gotten back. It was the first since yes. COVID, right? Yeah, since it was been... the Nutcracker. Nutcracker, We brought the right. Nutcracker yeah. back in December. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's great to be back. It's great to see the kids' faces, you know, no masks on them. So that's key to ballet because you use your face a lot. Mm-hmm. So everything is real big, right, with, mm-hmm. their, with their faces to tell the story. And mm-hmm. so... Um, it's great to see that too. How many uh, people are involved in producing it? I mean, uh, oh my gosh, on stage and well, we have uh, forty nine. I think forty nine cast members, and of course, then we have our artistic director and a, a, a production manager, mm-hmm. and uh, um, you know, a set designer and set construction, and it's a lot of people. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, tickets, again, is there a price? Is there a, a the Virginia, map? The Virginia.org, um, the, the prices place? are all the same, yeah, but they okay. have all the information. Okay, yes. Virginia.org. Yes. Well, that's easy enough. It's so easy. Yeah, we just got Ebert Fest done in there. So. I know it. We like to make things easy, yeah. right? Yeah. Yes, and we love the Virginia, so... Well, it's a, has, a great, it's a great story and a great production. Yes, in a historic place. In a historic place. Yes. That's a great combination. Yep. Friday, May 6th at 7, Saturday, May 7th at 2 p.m. if you want to do the matinee, and 7 p.m. at night coming up Mother's Day weekend. be a great gift for Mom. Great gift. I'd so, like one. Yeah. <laughs> Talk to Steve about that. I will. I'm yeah. going to. <laughs> yeah. I'm guessing he can get in. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. All right, Kay, anything else we need to know? I don't think, think so. so. Just yeah. thanks for all this, yeah. and and uh, it's just I appreciate and, your time. Yeah, very good. Really. The Little Mermaid. Check it out at the Virginia Theater coming up Mother's Day weekend. Back after this on Penny for Your Thoughts. Yeah, I hope you'll uh, check it out, The Little Mermaid. See you ballet. Great way to introduce the young folks to ballet and a story that uh, a lot of them know from the movie with um, The Little Mermaid, Ariel. So uh, check all that out at uh, the Virginia Theater. All right, a couple of uh, texts and emails that came in. Uh, email from Kevin says, I grew too grew up on a farm in Douglas County, just a few years older than you. I could still hear my dad saying regarding planting corn, it's not doing you any good sitting in the bag, <laughs> which is true. It doesn't do you any good. But apparently, just based on what we've heard from some folks already, that uh, there are some folks out there between St. Joe and Urbana, Fairmount and Jamaica. Uh, up there, uh, out there, they said a couple of weeks ago they started. I just hadn't seen a lot just because it's been, of course, I was gone for a few days too. And good morning, Brian. Today is Social Security Day. We mentioned that. Did you know that every tax increase levied on Social Security was voted and passed by a Democrat? Don't bother looking it up. It's the truth, a listener says. All right. Well, Social Security, I'll take your word for it on that. Social Security Day, it did originate or it did to get the first checks went out on this day in 1937. 217-356-9397 is our number. Text line is 217-3515-357. And you can email us, talk, at wdws.com. One thing, I did, and we're starting to get green around here, but one thing I did notice down in Florida was how green it is. Uh, vividly green with palm trees and grass and, I mean, air bushes and everything, flowers, you've got it. Uh, if you want your lawn to look beautiful, spring green lawn care. Uh, they serve the entire area. They're the neighborhood lawn care team serving East Central Illinois for nearly 40 years now, over 37, including Gibson City and down to Mattoon, Charleston. They also work on the U of I athletic fields. Spring Green, uh, they uh, guarantee weed control with at least three applications. Right now is a very important time of the year for fertilizer, pre-emergent weed control. Never too late to get up on grub control as well. The guys to call are J.T. Warmbier or Steve Emke. So uh, give them a call at uh, 217-359-2111 or visit spring-green.com. Spring-green.com is where you can go for uh, those guys, and uh, they guarantee what they do. And if you try it yourself, there's no guarantee, by the way. But uh, give these guys a call or go to spring-green.com for more information. Dwayne Northrup will join us, part of our community conversation on violence. If you have some questions for 
the Champaign County corner. Certainly you're welcome to uh, get those into us here as we go along. And I think his perspective will be really um, interesting because uh, when these things happen, these tragedies, shootings, violence, the coroner is the guy that's got to tell people, yeah, your loved one has, has been killed and um, got to break that news to them. And that's a hard and terrible job. And we'll talk to Dwayne about it next. WDWS, Champaign-Urbana. It's the second hour of A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart on News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM, WDWS. You can join in on the phone, via text, or online. Our phone number is 217-356-9397. Or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Or send an email to talk at WDWS.com. Now, here again, Brian Barnhart. All right, welcome back. Hour number two of A Penny for Your Thoughts. We had an open line that first hour until the very end, and Kay Green joined us from the CU Ballet with The Little Mermaid. The uh, news headlines at the top of the hour brought to you by Luther Falls Custom Kitchens. Granite and quartz, prices starting at just $35 per square foot installed. 2706 North Mattis Avenue, Champaign. Visit online at lutherfalls.com. Also need to mention, Earth, Wind, and Fire is uh, coming. Uh, Newstalk 1400, 93.9 FM as your chance to win a pair of tickets to Earth, Wind, and Fire at the State Farm Center Friday, May 6th. All you have to do is go to WDWS.com and enter today's Earth, Wind, and Fire song title keyword for your chance to win. Today, use the song title keyword, Sing a Song. All right? Sing a Song. For this Wednesday, just go to the website, register now at WDWS.com, your chance to win a pair of tickets to Earth, Wind, and Fire. And uh, let's see here, another email that came in. Uh, I have noticed if you turn off the radio when the Attention Republicans commercial begins and sing through the birthday song twice, it's possible to escape hearing the rest of the commercial. WDWS has to air it. It's our choice whether or not to listen. Yes, that's a very good point. And uh, somebody asked about the first name of the AccuWeather uh, lady. It was Cheryl, I think. Cheryl Golden is uh, what it appears to be, according to my producer. So, All right, 1012 at DWS. So we got some of the uh, housekeeping items uh, adjusted there. Dwayne Northrup is with us, the uh, Champaign County Coroner. How many years have you been doing that, Dwayne? Uh, 17 and a half. 17 and a half. Yes. As the coroner. As the coroner. Okay, yep. now you were in, one total in I was the office. I say you worked as, what, is it assistant? A deputy coroner. Deputy coroner. Yes. Yeah. Wow. You grew up around here? I did. Yeah. Yes. Rantoul, grant, graduate of Rantoul High School, yep, mm-hmm. 1988. So, been here. I was born in Maine, actually. My father was in the Air Force, and my mother grew up on a farm up outside of Rantoul. So, they met at the Air Force Base, Chanute and Rantoul. Really? I was born in Maine, but I've lived here ever since I was four. Chanute had an important part in your life then. It did, yes. <laughs> wow. Well, the uh, Champaign County Corner is with us. And uh, every uh, Tuesday, of course, in the News Gazette, Jeff D'Alessio puts together the uh, Community Forum on Violence. And we've had all kinds of guests in there. And then about January, we started uh, with uh, the voices on the radio. And some of the same folks, there's some crossover there between the uh, newspaper and radio. Of course, the newspaper, they can put a whole bunch of folks in. Uh, with the space they have, uh, of course, on the radio, we're limited a little bit as to who we can get on uh, at certain points. But 
Uh, Dwayne Northrup is with us here, and I know uh, Dwayne was one of the early voices, uh, one of the early uh, contacts that Jeff had to talk about the uh, community violence from the perspective of the coroner. Boy, there's a there's a lot to get into with that, but um, it has been uh, quite a couple of crazy, crazy is probably not the right word, just un- insane uh, couple of years when it comes to violence, and I'm sure it's affected your office. It has definitely over the last two to three years. Um, we've we've seen a significant increase in cases, um, violent cases, uh, non-natural deaths. Uh, you mix COVID in with that too, and you know which are natural deaths, but still the 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 increased caseload and the pandemic that was going on and then you throw in additional Trump traumatic deaths and so forth and it's really increased the caseload for our office yeah COVID I um, should have thought about but you know that's that kept you busy too yeah that was busy enough most of the COVID deaths that occurred in Champaign County um, a lot were reported to our office but we didn't actually sign off on those like I said, because they're natural causes, but we had a significant increase in the number of deaths during that time that were occurring in Champaign County mm-hmm. as a whole. Like I said, not just the naturals, but the traumatic deaths as well. Let's do some basics here. Let's start um, when an incident happens. Uh, tell me where the coroner fits in the timeline of from law enforcement to when you show up. Certainly. Well, under Illinois law, anytime there's a death that's sudden, unexpected, suspicious, traumatic in any way it falls under the jurisdiction of the coroner so when that death is discovered whoever's in the presence of that death or there at the time of death is required to notify the coroner and someone from the coroner's office has to come out and and conduct an investigation to determine cause and manner of death so oftentimes when it's a crime such as a homicide a shooting or a stabbing or something like that or even possibly a suicide where police are involved. Uh, we work parallel with the local police department. Uh, they're doing the criminal investigation while we're doing the investigation into the cause and manner of death. So mm-hmm. it keeps us really busy. So is it the law enforcement that actually calls you? Uh, it's it law else? enforcement sometimes. Uh, uh, medical staff call us. So some of these deaths occur in hospitals. Um, so uh, EMTs, paramedics call us as well from the scene. Uh, it's it's all in the law, EMTs, paramedics, police, um, hospital staff. Anybody who's in presence of the death that's under the jurisdiction of the coroner is required to notify the coroner. Sometimes we get duplicate calls that we're being notified to come out. So And that's fine, too. Um, just we get notified and we respond to the scene or to the hospital if it's something we need to go to. Uh, we get notified of nursing home deaths as well. Um, hospice agencies, nurses um, for patients that are in hospice notify us as well, typically because there's not a doctor present or a physician present at the scene. Hmm. Well, you're on 24-7 call then. Yes. I mean, uh, and how many people work with you? Well, I mean, currently, currently, thankfully, I've got six full-time investigators that work for me. So just like the sheriff has deputy sheriffs that help perform the duties of the sheriff, I have six deputy coroners that assist in performing my duties as the coroner. Hmm. Yeah, and those calls can come at any. In fact, we just got an update from the uh, News Gazette about uh, a couple of shootings in Danville today, right? That yeah, that's what we've yeah. heard. Yes. Yep. Yeah. So you're in the you'll be in the process of working through that. Uh, some of them, yeah. yes. I mean, that's in a that's in Vermilion County, mm-hmm. but the way the law is structured, the county where the death occurs is the coroner who has jurisdiction. So. Because we have a level one trauma center here in Champaign County, a lot of times uh, patients or victims are transported to the hospital here in Champaign County. And if they pass away here in Champaign County, the death investigation itself falls under our office, not where the incident happened mm-hmm. at. 
Uh, I was mentioning off air earlier, uh, more than 35 years ago, I had a brother killed in a car accident. Mm -hmm. So that's been one my one experience with um, I think going to an inquest. I think sure they used to do they do they not do those anymore? Or is yeah, that... Up until two thousand seven, uh, mm-hmm. Illinois law required that the coroner conductor hold an inquest on every non natural death. So anytime there was a car accident or a homicide or suicide, anything that was determined from the investigation not to be natural causes, the coroner was required to convene an inquest, which meant bringing it, bringing in a jury and a court reporter and subpoenaing witnesses to come testify. And uh, so that was a lengthy process that, that was changed after 2007, um, allowing the coroner discretion on what cases they have an inquest on. So we still can have an inquest. It's not held very often, but there mm-hmm. are certain circumstances where we could convene an inquest. Mm-hmm. Dwayne Northrup is with us. He's the Champaign County Coroner, has been the last 17 years, talking from his perspective on the uh, community violence we've seen. If you have any questions along the way, uh, 217-356-9397. Text line is 217-351-5357, and you can email us talk at wdws.com well i um you got to develop a certain thick skin or some ability to be able to do this job day to day i can't imagine it's very easy no matter the circumstance whether it's gun violence or something else to have to notify a family that hey your loved ones that's correct that's it's just like i tell my staff and other people in the public that ask you know it's like any other job in the fact that you have good days and bad days um i like to look at as hopefully our good days outnumber our bad days but there's there's aspects to the job that are very difficult not that other jobs aren't difficult as well but having to go out and notify families when somebody's passed away is one of the hardest things we have to do um we we basically families when they experience a death, oftentimes they saw their loved one that morning or that evening and they left for work or left to go somewhere and maybe a car accident happened or a homicide happened or whatever the circumstances and we're called out. So the next communication they have is someone from our office showing up at their door to notify them that a loved one's passed away. Hmm. I imagine it's uh, there's some grief. Uh, obviously, there is grief. Uh, there is. Varying degrees of it. Is it all the same? There are no reactions to grief are different for different people. Um, yeah. I took a class years ago on uh, the stages of grief and so forth, which is interesting because we do see that there are, you know, several stages of grief and we grief and we see families go through those stages. Oftentimes, you know, at the time we're making a notification throughout the investigation and so forth. Um, but we expect that obviously the reactions from family members can be, you know, pretty strong. You know, obviously when they've just been notified of a death in the family or of a of a loved one. Well, you'll see television shows, you know, and the, some are more graphic than others. But, I mean, as a coroner, you see everything, right? I That's mean, correct. We I see mean, everything. We see the worst. Um, and, uh, unfortunately, what we deal with and the subject matter we deal with every day is is – is not the greatest subject to deal with, obviously. Um, so, but I do tell people, Champaign County, uh, we, anything you've seen on TV, we've probably just about experienced here at one time or another in Champaign County. So yeah. we're not immune to that as well. Well, so many, uh, that's what everybody's been talking about and why we have this, uh, form every Wednesday is just the sheer number. Have you seen anything like that? 
ever before the last two years. I have not. Yeah. Uh, as a general rule, as I said, I've been the coroner for 17 and a half years. I've been in the coroner's office for 21 years. Uh, we typically, the last few, before the last two to three years, we would average about eight to 12 homicide cases total in Champaign County. Last year we had, I went back and checked our numbers, I believe, give or take one or two that I might have missed somehow. We had approximately 33 homicides in Champaign County last year that our coroner's office handled. Now, again, there's probably two or three of those that came from, say, Vermilion County or a neighboring county, but approximately 30 of those were from Champaign County themselves. So Hmm. that's the you can see that's a threefold increase practically for us just on homicide cases alone um, in Champaign County last year. When you uh, tell families, um, hey, your loved one's been shot and killed, um, do you try to console them? Do you try to comfort them? I mean, what what are you able to do in your role? We do. Right. Typically, the situation, it depends on the circumstances and the situation, whether it's myself personally or one of my staff members making the notification. Um, a lot of times it's at the individual's home because we track them down and we will go out in person whenever possible. Um, sometimes that's not possible if the family's out of town or out of state. Then we'll contact another coroner's office or the police department in that jurisdiction and request that they go out and make the notification and have the family call us. Mm -hmm. um, but we do try and console them as best we can. Um, if they're seeking any kind of resources, we do have some information we can give them. Um, we try and make sure they're not left alone. If they are alone, we try and get a family member or a friend to come and stay with them before we leave them. And sometimes it, it's based on the individual and what they prefer. Sometimes they prefer, mm. you know, to grieve and be there alone once we've notified them. But, you know, it, it just varies from person to person, individual to individual. Yeah, because, I mean, you're not only doing your job from a technical standpoint, but you're a um, counselor. Correct. Can be. That's I mean, correct. you have to have some training for that, right? Um, I mean, I don't think uh, well, we do. We do try and, you know, go to training when it's available. Sometimes there's not a lot available. And, you know, we wear, as a coroner or deputy coroner, I, I also instruct my staff, we wear many hats. Um, not only counselor, if you want to call it unofficially, mm -hmm. um, we're, we're not only relaying information about our office, but sometimes we have to, um, mediate between family members as well when there's disputes over things because this carries on through the investigation as well as final disposition for family members sometimes and sometimes there's disagreements you know whether you know what's going to be the final disposition of that person as well or who's in charge of those arrangements and so forth yeah. and of course we're not attorneys or whatever so we don't advise legal advice but sometimes we have to be a mediator between families mm -hmm. as well because say, because some of, I've been told, and you'll know better than anybody, some of this the people all know each other. The ones that are shooting each other, kind of know each other, right? I mean, there's not um, a random. I've heard some of that. I, I'm not as privy to as much of that information. Mm -hmm. That's more on the police side and the information about who's doing the shooting. Yeah. Again, I'm more focused on the victim themselves um, yeah. that has died and the family. So I'm not always privy, especially early on, to the specifics of who's doing the shooting and so forth. Um, during the investigation. Yeah. When you go to someone's home or to find them, how long is the typical stay? Can it range from a certain uh, length of time? Or? It can range usually anywhere from 30 minutes to an hour on average, I would say, if we're making, well, if you're talking about making a notification. If mm. we go out to an actual death scene, that mm. can be typically anywhere from hour and a half, two hours to 
six hours. It depends. It can vary, again, based on the circumstance of the case. Sometimes a search warrant is needed if there's a suspicion of a crime and so forth. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's not needed. Um, so, again, it, investigations can take varying amounts of time. If it's a motor vehicle crash mm-hmm. and we're working with other agencies, it can vary from two hours to six hours easily, mm-hmm. just depending on the circumstances. Yeah, But notifications could be anywhere 30 to Notifications typically last, I would say, as short as 20 minutes to upwards of an hour if we're waiting maybe for someone to show up and, and come be with that person before we leave. Yeah. But typically our notification itself is probably done in 20 to 30 minutes. Mm. Dwayne uh, Northrop is with us. He's the Champaign County Corner. Uh, Martell is with us on the line here. How you doing, Martell? I'm doing fine, man. Um, what I want to talk to Mr. Norman about is about the, the overdoses, the fentanyl overdoses, because it's, it's wrapping through our community about as bad as the gun violence. Um, why is them not reported in the paper so the people know about these, the fentanyl, the accidental overdoses, it's happening with the kids, the young people, the old people, and all that. That's information that really needs to be shared throughout our community. And the gun violence, you know, it, it speaks for itself. Hmm. Good point, Martell. Let me ask Dwayne about that. Overdose, are you seeing a lot of that? Overdoses, yes. That's another thing that's it's been up for us for several years, but it's not unique to us. Mm-hmm. U.S.-wide overdose deaths are off the charts across mm-hmm. the board. So we deal with them just like other communities and everything. Um, unfortunately, with the COVID going on over the last two to three years, um, overdose deaths kind of got overshadowed by that. They didn't go down. They didn't disappear. They were still there the whole time and we're still dealing with them. Um, you know, all that information, you know, is collected by the health departments and the CDC, you know, from the death certificates. Um, the thing that we've seen the most on our overdose deaths, it seems like it consistently now is it's pretty common for us to have fentanyl involved. Mm. You know, the, the cocaines, the heroines, the methamphetamines that we would come across. Um, most often now we see fentanyl mixed in with those substances mm. on just about every case. Um, I won't say it's 100% of the cases, but just about every case there's fentanyl involved as well. Um, you know, DEA, the CDC, the, the, the governments available, local governments are, are aware of this going on. You know, how they're combating it is another story and trying to, to rectify that, but we are still seeing Mm-hmm. consistently you know a high number of overdoses uh and we see people unfortunately the 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 drug users are seeking out these drugs with the fentanyl in it because of the potency and and more of a high or, or a better reaction from the drug so we're being told um so but unfortunately mm-hmm. then they're resulting in more fatalities more as well because the drugs are so potent mm. The Champaign County Corner, Dwayne Northrup is with us here. We have some questions for him on the uh, text line. We'll get to those here in a minute. 1028 at uh, DWS. News headlines coming up here in a little bit. Brought to you by Blaine's Farm and Fleet. Your ag headquarters helping you get the job done right with farm supplies and equipment, fencing, feed, and more Wisconsin-based and family-owned since 1955. If you have a question for Dwayne Northrup, send them in back in a moment. Ten thirty-one. visiting with the Champaign County Corner, Dwayne Northrop. We'll have a news update here in a moment. Chad Everett, owner of Precision Painting, uh, says, uh, would you like the inside of your house to look better with a new coat of paint? Precision Painting has been in business 20 years. They can help you with this. They specialize in interior painting, 
experts in repairing drywall, getting rid of ugly wallpaper and removal of dated popcorn ceilings. And uh, they spray paint uh, kitchens, too. Spray them out in a cabinet finish. That can completely transform your kitchen. You see these remodel shows. Well, they can do that here with the, the paint job. Precision painting is efficient. When they're there, they're working. They're not jumping from job to job. Precision painting. Quality calls for precision. Contact Chad Everett at Precision Painting. Uh, call or text at 217-637-6288 or go to the website ywhyprecision.com. Dwayne Northrup is with us, longtime coroner here in uh, Champaign County. You mentioned your staff, Dwayne, and uh, I think one of the things you told Jeff Delessio was the uh, toll it can take on your coroners who work under you. A lot of them are a younger age. That's correct. They see these yeah. people get shot that are their same age. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. Whether it's the overdoses, the, the shooting victims, mm-hmm. you know, whatever be the circumstances, uh, several of my staff are in their 20s um, and they, they witness this people their similar age and so forth, um, e- even people that are older than them or younger than them. I mean, it still takes a toll. I mean, we handle deaths of infants, you know, unfortunately, fairly often. Um, so they're dealing with a hard subject matter, and then they have to go out and, and talk to the families and, and explain this information. It does take a toll on them. Um, that's one of the reasons several years ago we brought a therapy dog into the office trained to, you know, not only assist the staff, you know, and be there to provide comfort for them when they come back from a difficult case or a difficult interaction, um, but also for family members that come into the office, you know, should they want to see or, or greet the, the comfort dog as well. So, you know, it's one of the ways we try and ease the the pain for the staff as well, because mm-hmm. it, it's difficult dealing with this type of subject matter every day, even for them who do it at you know, as a job or a profession. A job, sure. All right, let me get to CBS News. Again, brought to you by the folks at Blaine's Farm and Fleet. Then we'll come back with Dwayne Northrup after this. All right, back on a penny for your thoughts here. News Talk 1400 DWS. We'll do some open line time tomorrow at 9. At 10 o'clock, the University of Illinois School of Music celebrating a birthday number 125. And among our guests, Dr. Barrington Coleman and Dr. Ali Watts-Davis will be with us uh, in the second hour. Tomorrow we'll do our flashback Friday at the uh, end of the week. And so we'll get ready for that. Uh, 217-3515-357. Got some questions here for the uh, coroner in Champaign County, Dwayne Northrup. Uh, how come the coroner doesn't publish an annual report as to the number of deaths and causes of death in Champaign County every year? Well, we used to, actually, years ago. Unfortunately, at that time when we did, it takes a lot of time to put all that into a report. Um, plus, our cases, it's always behind several months because of open investigations that are going on. So mm. to put on one year's report is clear into the next year. But when we started providing that information to the Illinois Violent Death Reporting System and so forth, all that information is going in there. So I'm cautious because there's always, if you're producing it in multiple different formats and it's going in different ways, it, the information doesn't always match up because of how somebody's calculating one thing versus another. Mm-hmm. So unfortunately, when we did it years ago, that was the only thing we did was produce it for the board. 
to be honest with you, my impression was the board didn't read it and didn't really pay attention to it. Um, they posted it on the website a few times. It was upside down at that time, you know, and just kind of so we stopped doing it because it took so much work and we didn't really have the staff to maintain it with the type of caseload that was increasing. And we do provide all the those death statistics now to to the violent death reporting system. So they actually provide those statistics to whoever needs them. And they're doing a compilation of multiple counties statewide. So mm. that's really the only reason why we don't do it anymore. Mm. And uh, this one of our previous callers mentioned this. Gun violence is tragic, to be sure, but how does uh, gun violence compare to the number of deaths by drug overdose? And we kind of oh, touched yeah. on that, but... Gun violence definitely is overshadowed by, by the overdose deaths. Like I said, you know, U.S. wide, that the overdose deaths are still through the roof for most jurisdictions. Um, even here in Illinois, I'm, I'm on first name basis with most of the coroners in Illinois and the medical examiner in Chicago and drug overdose deaths are through the roof for everybody. So it's definitely, mm-hmm. like I said, it never went away. It just kind of got overshadowed by COVID as far as, you know, publicity-wise, I guess, over the last few years. Uh, let's go to uh, Cindy. How you doing, Cindy? Hi. I have a question. Um, you know, it's, it's a sad situation. I, I feel like the fentanyl uh, deaths have just, people are, we're trying to make awareness for it. But I had a, a, a procedural question. Is when the coroner gets a body on, say, Saturday, and they don't take the uh, femoral blood to for the tests of the uh, chemicals and alcohol in the body until Monday. And medically, that doesn't make sense to me. Can they just take the femoral blood at that moment so you get an accurate reading? Well, we can, in certain cases, take blood at the time of the death, and we often do. Uh, if there's an autopsy being performed, we do not typically collect the toxicology before the autopsy because we're doing more destruction or, or changes to the, uh, performing more changes to the body that could possibly affect the pathologist determination, you know, and examination of the body because we're putting puncture wounds or something on the body when we're collecting samples. So, we have cases that we don't do autopsies on for different reasons, but we may still do a toxicology. In that case, we would draw the samples ourselves. If we're doing an autopsy, typically that's wait, waited until or delayed until the autopsy is done. And typically our autopsies under most cases are done within 24 hours to 48, usually in most cases. As you mentioned on Saturday, we, we do autopsies six days a week, Monday through Saturday. So, if we have a death that happens late on a Saturday, that death will not typically be autopsied until Monday. Now, depending on what the substance is, um, cocaine, for example, can still break down in the body after death. It can actually break down in blood tubes after it's collected as well. And we have shipping reasons that we have to send it out, usually next day or so when we ship it out after it's collected. But um, for fentanyl, I'm not aware that fentanyl, if you're speaking about fentanyl specifically, that it breaks down um, in that amount of time after death. So we typically still pick up those levels. And really, for some of the toxicology results, the drug itself, the amount doesn't matter as much as is it there or not because it's considered to contribute to the death. So cocaine, methamphetamine, heroin, 
those amounts, if it's present in the blood, it's considered to be a contributing factor. Fentanyl does have therapeutic okay. levels. However, they're so low that if it's, if it's an overdose on fentanyl, it's pretty obvious when we do the tox um, that it was an overdose on fentanyl. Hmm. Hopefully that answers So it doesn't really the matter the, the amount? No. Uh, you know, in and the time change? Under most circumstances, no. And, and, and it also, um, like I said, there's other factors that play into that. The place you mentioned femoral draw, the place where it's drawn can sometimes affect the results too. So that, that makes a difference too. Sometimes we can get femoral blood externally. Sometimes we can't. It depends on the, the body habitus of the decedent, um, whether it's possible to do it externally or have to wait for the autopsy. Okay. Well, thank you. All right. Thank you, Cindy. Mm -hmm. And that's a what's in the fem, what is it femoral femoral so yeah. what, what in the legs basically we would draw from there. Okay. Um, if you do a cardiac draw, we can draw straight from the heart. Sometimes certain substances have what's called post mortem redistribution, so the level could come back higher mm. than what was actually in the system. Mm. So where we draw it from sometimes makes a difference depending on the substance that's in the body. Mm. You have to have come up some sort of a medical degree to be a coroner. <laughs> no, no, no I mean, I'm not. I'm not performing the autopsy yeah, myself. Right. I oversee the investigations, but yeah. we actually have a an MD pathologist who's board certified to do the autopsy. Okay. So, wow. yes, yeah, it's complicated. All right, ten forty three. Back with Dwayne Northrup, Champaign County Coroner. We're talking community violence and his uh, job when it comes to all of this. Back in a moment. All right, back on a penny for your thoughts here as we visit with the Champaign County Corner, Dwayne Northrup. We'll have the uh, School of Music's 125th anniversary tomorrow in the 10 o'clock hour. Open line the first hour. Do an open line on uh, Friday for most of the uh, first hour, and then our flashback Friday at the end of the week. Mike Namoff is uh, Big Mike. Give him a call at 217-202-2821 if you're looking for a mattress. Uh, that's his direct line, 217-202-2821. is a warehouse now, no overhead. Or very little overhead. If you've seen the warehouse, you know why. But he can get you any mattress you need, big brand names. He's got a computer link to get them in there for you. And he's located there on South Neal Street, just across from Fannie Mae Candies, the do-it-best hardware uh, parking lot, basically, in the back there. And uh, he's got all kind of mattresses in store. Just set up a time to come meet with Mike Namoff. His brother Johnny is also there. But uh, you can reach out to Mike directly if you need a mattress, king, queen, sets, whatever it is. 217-202-2821. visiting with Dwayne Northrup. Uh, good morning, gentlemen. With the Trauma Center in Champaign County, a lot of people are brought to Carl and then they pass away. Does the county bill the counties that send people here for autopsy services? Yeah, good question. Actually, we don't. Under the law, it doesn't allow us to do that because the law clearly states that the coroner in the county where the death occurs is responsible for that investigation and the costs associated with that investigation. I can tell you, I've been doing this long enough that years ago, I can't give you the exact year, but it's probably been over 20 years ago, they changed the law in Illinois where you could send the body back to the county where it came from or charge back or something. And my understanding is that was such a, a debacle and, and confusing situation that they changed it back to the way it is now again. Mm -hmm. So 
it's been discussed and talked about, I know, on many levels through the Coroner's Association as well. Um, I've been in discussions with it. Unfortunately, um, we don't have a mechanism currently to bill other counties. One of the things is, is when the death occurs here, I make the decisions on whether an autopsy is necessary or toxicology. If I was billing back other counties, they might come back and say, well, I wouldn't autopsy that case, so why am I having to pay for this right. and so forth? So those were some of the things that happened when it changed years ago is it was kind of like the control then came out of the hands of who was making all the decisions, but somebody else was having to pay the bill. So it's kind of that's where the confusing part is. It'd be nice if we we tried to approach a situation years ago where the state, through a trauma fund, would reimburse counties a certain amount per trauma that they handled um, unfortunately, that didn't go anywhere. Uh, we had consulted with a couple state legislators about that, um, and it didn't go anywhere at the time. So, mm. Mm. All right, 1048, got a uh, texture. says, I worked alongside Dwayne and his crew for many years before my retirement. That uh, doesn't have a name here, but it says, I hope people know how professional and caring his department is. They have a very tough job. Thank you for all your hard work and help throughout my career. So that's Thank a nice, you. Nice text, yeah. yes. All right, back with the uh, Champaign County Corner, Dwayne Northrop, 1049. All right, rapidly moving uh, through this hour here with Champaign County Corner, Dwayne Northrop, talking about uh, having our community conversation on violence. And, of course, with his job, there's so many different aspects uh, of all of this, and not just dealing with shootings, but other deaths uh, along the way as well. Uh, coming up on the one-year anniversary of the shooting of Officer Oberheim, a caller or listener asked, was there ever a toxicology test done on the shooter of Officer Oberheim? Yes, I believe there was. That was an autopsy case uh, for both of the individuals, Mr. Officer Oberheim and the, the alleged shooter, and uh, we did a toxicology on both, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, but that's still being adjudicated, right? As far as you know, uh, I mean, to that, my knowledge, yeah, yeah, yes, okay. so I think that's really still going through. Yeah, I can't really speak to specifics on it. On but it, yeah, I believe that's still going through the yeah. court system. That was a horrific night, obviously. Um, interesting, just procedure-wise, you had you had to be one place and a deputy had to be the other, right? That night, right? We had to split deputies between, I believe, uh, uh, one at the scene and one at the hospital, if I remember correctly. Yes, so mm. you know, which happens frequently when we have multiple victims whether it's car accident shooting whatever it might be um you know unfortunately we had tragedy with the the overdose deaths even last christmas we had three individuals that were found deceased on christmas morning Mm. um in champaign uh you know so that required multiple resources to come in as well um so it does happen occasionally where we have multiple decedents at the same time or within close time frame Mm. All right, back to the phones here with Champaign County Coroner Dwayne Northup. Hi, Jay. Good morning. Hey, many years ago, I taught a little unit at Rantoul Township High School where Mr. Northrop went to school, and his sister played softball for me. <laughs> but it was on the topic of death and dying, and I would take the students out to Lux Funeral Home, and they'd go through the entire process, the service, picking out the casket, the vault, going through the prep room, seeing cremains, the whole thing. But kind of a funny thing happened one day. Fred, the proprietor, said that when they had the old ambulance service, he was called to pick up an acquaintance of his who had died in his garage. He got there, and he started to put the guy on the stretcher, and the guy rolled over and said, What are you doing here, Fred? 
So he said, ah, I'm just a little early. I'll come back. Hello? So. Yeah? Wow. Yes. So, so you dropped out there for a split second. So he rolled over oh. and so he rolled over and said what? He rolled over and said, Fred, what are you doing here? He said, I'll be back later. Oh, gee. <laughs> I remember Fred and, Lux from Lux Freedom Home. Yeah, yes. Yeah. yeah. So you but taught I'll you, tell you that. You taught that class. How long did you teach it? Well, I taught it as part of the overall social studies curriculum okay. for several years. Oh, okay. And at first, people were saying, you're taking kids to the funeral home because as freshmen or seniors in the class. So you're taking kids to the funeral home? And I said, well, yeah, that's part of life. And a lot of these kids have never been in a funeral home before. And Leslie was really, really good with the kids about talking to them about the situations. And several kids came up to me afterwards and said, you know, I'm glad I did that because a family member died you know, the next couple of years or whatever, and they had already kind of had the experience. So it was good. Mm. Good. Hey, thank you, Jay. Thank okay, you. thanks. Appreciate mm-hmm. you sharing that. 1055, uh, Texter says, is there any specific autopsy that had a lasting effect on you personally? Or have you gotten uh, so used to it? I get that. that. No, I get that question a lot, actually, and uh, going off the previous caller as well. I mean, it's not. we have a lot of high school classes, criminal justice classes, so forth, that come through our office, too. So now, you know, I don't know if that's any different than going to the funeral home or any better mm-hmm. or worse, but... Uh, um, there's several cases that I remember, um, for different reasons, um, that stick with me over time. Definitely. Again, infant cases and child cases are always hard. And a lot of those stick with us. Sometimes the, uh, the notifications and then there's, there's just other cases. Like I said, um, we see things that you, many people only see on TV and we've seen it personally. And, and a lot of that stuff sticks with us. Um, yeah. And that affects your uh, your young deputy coroners, right? That you have that definitely yes, yeah. and, and that's the thing. You know, for me, I'm I'm an old guy now, or I mm-hmm. consider myself to be an old guy. I'm 52, mm-hmm. um, which I guess is not that old. As not I that old, no. yeah, yeah. But uh, um, but I've been around a long time now, and so I've seen a lot myself personally. But some of my newer staff that's come in and hasn't seen some of the things or a lot of the things that we've seen, you know, still. They're still in that process, I think, where, you know, adjusting to, you know, really seeing reality and what happens with deaths oftentimes, Mm -hmm. even just a natural death where somebody may not be found for several days or weeks or months. Mm -hmm. You know, that's a condition of a person that most people don't experience. And so it's 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 a learning curve for them as well. Yeah. Uh, Dwayne mentioned the three men who died on Christmas morning with those deaths ultimately found to be fentanyl related. You remember, or can you say? Yes, they were. Okay. Yes, they were. Um, unfortunately, yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, a lot of good questions today uh, for the coroner, Dwayne Northrup. Um, I know that um, your job is to come in on the back end of all that happens, but I know certainly um, you're as um, have been discouraged by the like a lot of us, I'm sure, about what's happened in our community. Hopefully, we can get this turned around. Hopefully, and, and, yes. You know, not again with the callers that have called in. Not just the gun violence, the the overdoses. Mm-hmm. You know everything. You know, hopefully some of this is going to help us get it turned around. Yeah, but uh, as uh, I've talked to different police officers, law enforcement, they say you know by the time we arrive, talking about trying to end the violence, by the time we arrive on the scene, it's too late. It's happened. Right. We got a process to go through, and that's kind of where you are, right? I mean, exactly. you have to, you know, right. No matter how many there are, or who it is, or where it is. Right. Your job exactly. starts. 
exactly. I yeah. I don't have the answers. I wish I did. A lot of those are on the front end of this this deal, somehow trying to deal with again mental health issues, substance abuse issues, and so forth. And and hopefully we can get better as a state with with addressing those issues. Mm-hmm. And you say all the corners all, all the corners kind of know each other. They're pretty pretty much unique, yes. yeah across yep. the state because yep. it's a unique job. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Wow. Well, Dwayne, this has been an informative hour. Thank you for uh, covering. I know for a lot of us that aren't in your world, it's uh, kind of mind-numbing uh, as to how difficult that could be, but you do a great job with it. So, well, Thank you for having me. Yeah, good to have you on, and uh, good luck to you in the future here. Great, with all thank of this. you. So thank you. Dwayne Northrup, Champaign County Corner, with us here this morning on a penny for your thoughts. We'll have uh, more open line time tomorrow in the 9 o'clock hour. Flashback Friday coming up at the end of the week. And uh, so we'll be joining you in the 10 o'clock hour for that. Max Armstrong, great farm broadcaster. We'll talk to him about other things. Planting season is hopefully we get that underway. And we had a couple of folks let us know they are underway. But what about Ukraine and all the – it's a breadbasket of Europe in a lot of ways. And, of course, they're at war. What does that mean for us? So we'll talk to him on Monday about that. Thanks to uh, Dwayne Northrup for being with us, Champaign County Corner, to Kay Green from the CU Ballet. And thank you for being with us. A lot of great questions today. We appreciate it. Back tomorrow for an open line at 9, and then the U of I School of Music uh, celebrating birthday number 125 tomorrow. WDWS, Champaign-Urbana, great to be back. Here's the weather and then the news.